Welcome to On This Day in Tudor History with me, Claire Ridgway, author of several Tudor history books. Now today I'm taking you back to the reign of King Henry VIII, a very eventful reign. For On This Day in Tudor History, the 4th of November 1538, Henry Pole, 1st Baron Montague, was arrested for treason along with his brother-in-law, Sir Edward Neville, Henry Courtney, Marquess of Exeter, and Courtney's wife, Gertrude Blunt, and the couple's son, Edward Courtney. The three men were accused of conspiring against King Henry VIII, seeking to deprive the king of his title of supreme head of the church and plotting with Cardinal Reginald Pole, Montague's exiled brother. Montague's other brother, Geoffrey Pole, had been arrested on the 29th of August 1538 on suspicion of being in contact with his brother, the cardinal, and he was imprisoned in the Tower of London. In seven rounds of interrogations, which began on the 26th of October 1538, Geoffrey implicated his brother Montague and the others. The brother's mother, Margaret Pole, Countess of Salisbury, was interrogated on the 12th of November by William Fitzwilliam, Earl of Southampton, and Thomas Goodrich, Bishop of Ely. But what was all this fuss about? What had Cardinal Reginald Pole even done? Well, in response to King Henry VIII asking his opinion on the legitimacy of a man marrying his late brother's widow and the divine establishment of the papacy, Pole wrote a work called, and I'm going to try the Latin here, Pro Ecclesiasticae Unitatis Defensioni. I'm not sure I did too badly there. Or in English, Defense of the Unity of the Church which he sent to the king in May 1536. In it, not only did Pole strongly denounce the king's policies and support the Pope's authority, he also appealed to Emperor Charles V and the English nobility to take action. When Henry VIII summoned Pole to England, Pole replied in a letter, There is nothing he desires more than to do so, but that the king himself alone prevents it for to come to him would be temerariously to cast himself away, seeing that ever since the king cast his love and affection to her whose deeds have declared she never loved him, every man is a traitor that will not accept him for head of the church in his realm. This law enforced with so sore severity against the best men of the realm suffering the pain of traitors who throughout their whole lives had been the king's most faithful servants this law against which is the whole process of the writer's book is a sufficient impediment to his coming. There was no way that the cardinal was going to risk appearing before the king in person. In the same letter, Pole defended his book, writing, The book to be understood must be read all through. From some passages, the writer would appear to be the king's greatest enemy, but the whole taken together will show that sharp handling to be for the most loving end, and that there was never book written with more sharpness of words, nor again more ferventness of love. My whole desire it was and ever shall be that your grace might reign long in honour, in wealth, in surety, in love and estimation of all men, and this desire, remaining those innovations your grace hath of late made in the church, cannot take effect. He went on to compare himself to a surgeon anxious to heal a wound and stating that it would be madness 
for the wounded man when the surgeon draweth his knife to cut the dead and superfluous flesh according to his craft to cry out against him as an enemy. He went on to say that if God sent the light of his spirit, then the king would abhor his acts more than any man. Paul was standing by his work and he concluded, there only remains for the king to put off the burden of being head of the church in his realm, which no other prince dare take upon him since the church began. It was not what Henry VIII, who'd made himself supreme head of the church in England, wanted to hear from the cardinal. The cardinal's mother, Margaret Pole, tried to intercede, writing to her son, the cardinal, of his folly and saying, Upon my blessing, I charge thee to take another way and serve our master as thy duty is, unless thou wilt be the confusion of thy mother. She finished her letter by writing, We'll pray God to give him grace to serve his prince truly or else to take him to his mercy. It was no good though. The cardinal might get away with his attack on the king and his policies due to him being abroad, but it was his family and friends who suffered. Sir Edward Neville was beheaded on the 9th of December 1538. Montague and Exeter were beheaded on Tower Hill on the 9th of January 1539. And Margaret Pole was eventually executed on the 27th of May 1541. Exeter's wife was released in 1540, and his son in 1553. Geoffrey Pole was pardoned on the 2nd of January 1539 due to his mental state, as he'd attempted suicide several times. Cardinal Pole was attainted for treason in 1539 in absentia, but this was reversed by Henry VIII's eldest daughter, Mary, following her accession to the throne, and she even chose him as her Archbishop of Canterbury. Cardinal Pole was attainted for treason in 1539 in absentia, but this was reversed by Henry VIII's eldest daughter, Mary I, following her accession to the throne, and she even chose him as her Archbishop of Canterbury. He served in that office until his death on the 17th of November 1558, the same day that Mary I died. Tomorrow, I will be talking about a Stuart plot that could have seen the deaths of the king, his government, and the leading nobles. And this plot had its roots in Elizabeth I's reign. Do make sure you're subscribed, you can click right there, and that you hit the bell to be notified so that you don't miss out on that video. Also on this day in Tudor history, the 4th of November 1530, Cardinal Thomas Wolsey, Henry VIII's former Lord Chancellor, was arrested at his home in Yorkshire. Wolsey was accused of high treason, but why? And what happened when his former servant, Henry Percy, Earl of Northumberland, arrived with orders to arrest him? Well, you can find out more about his arrest and how he eventually cheated the Axeman in last year's video. You'll find a link to that in the description. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can enjoy podcasts on a daily basis. Thank you.